Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. You are listening to Lunch Hour Anime, Anime Special. I'm Rage. I'm Jolly. And I'm Jen. Just Jen. Nothing weird. Today we're talking about a certain magical index. You can support this show and the Night of Living Geeks Network by going to patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you enjoy your podcast. If you like this show, take a moment to rate us on iTunes. Past episodes can be found at N-O-T-L-G.com slash L-H-A-S. Nerf this. Okay, so Priestess Girl has the deep blood, and she's there because the protective power stops it from working on vampires. And she wants to stay there because she wants to not kill any more vampires because the deep blood kills them regardless. Right? So she's just being hella emo? Yes. Okay. But... <laughs> you need to eat. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. I, I ate, like... Grapes an hour ago, and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but yes, because vampires are people too. Yeah. She doesn't want to kill them. They have lives. They laugh. They cry. They hate. Okay. So she can't. She doesn't want to see them die anymore. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's. She's emo and sad looking, so that's a acceptably emo backstory, I guess. So are the thirteen knights with the alchemist or the sorcerers or It looked like it was the sorcerers because it looked like they were trying to blow up Blow up the building. The building and then the guy reversed time and Unblew up the building. That's why there was a dead one of those knights in the building. Probably. So they're what, like the contingency plan? In case... Steel seemed like genuinely surprised that they showed up. But they ran into one, like, dead on the ground. And all he was like, oh, it's a dead body, whatever. I know, like, shouldn't you have then said, whoa, holy shit, this is one of the surviving 13 knights of the Gregorian whatever the fuck chant. Like, it feels like there was a lot of... A lot of discontinuity here. Because, like, yeah. yeah, like, right there, he's like, oh, my God, the knights, when we saw a dead one. And then in the beginning, at the end of the last episode, like, wasn't everything frozen in yes. time? everything yeah, was frozen. Yeah, and then for I mean, some reason... There might have been an artistic visual choice. I don't know. I don't know. It's they, just, like, change people. Like, oh, I did it this way, and I handed it off to you, and you're like, oh, fuck this. I'm just going to rewrite this. <laughs> it just... It just felt really stupid. Maybe this is the point where the show outpaced the manga. Because that happens a lot. It could. <laughs> Maybe. It does. It does happen. That's where filler arcs come from. Filler arcs, or you get, like, full metal, you just get the anime and the manga being different. That too. Until they go back and redo it. Yeah. I did genuinely like when they were, like, casually walking around, like, oh, it's fine, the tail's side, can't see the head side, or whatever dumb bullshit. Just walking around all casual, like, and out of nowhere, every single kid in the cafeteria stops talking and stares at them. I was like, oh, shit. And he's like, well, that can't be good. That genuinely freaked me the fuck out for a second. It was creepy as hell. There was a subtle foreshadow on that, too, because on the first couple floors or whatever, everything was, like, tinted red, which was supposedly the, the whole, like, they're on the other side. But it was regular color when they entered the cafeteria. Ah. Why did you notice that? And then... 
I'm sitting here like I'm sitting there thinking like okay maybe they just gave up on that and all the kids turn around I'm like oh so that's where their protection ended <laughs> oh shit <laughs> that's the automated defense system yeah <laughs> so I'm not sure if that's something that they would have noticed or if that was an artistic choice to signal the viewer like yeah they know they're there I didn't even notice as a viewer so good on you so remind me what why are they going in to take out this alchemist? I think they're not taking out the he's alchemist. A bad dude, or? They wanted the deep blood for some reason. The the they, goal the goal was the deep blood. What reco- was to recover the girl? Yeah, to destroy the vampires because the vampires pose a threat to the Vatican of some sort. I don't know. They're like if no- against God. If knowledge got out about the deep blood and these things and explaining will have to be done and the world's not ready for that and because. Like, Something like that, but I, I don't remember forgot. the alchemist. I forgot. Like, I know emo girl's motive now, and I know the two of them are going in there for deep blood purposes, but I don't know. What the fuck is the alchemist doing with his life? Like, what is his motives? To get index. I mean, now, yes, because he's got her, but he seems to have run to her before. I'm sure we're going to get, you know, some backstory on that with flying pages held up high. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Let me tell you what's in these. <laughs> yeah, that's real kind of weird because if, if Index was his goal, he didn't do shit until now. Yeah. They didn't really send anyone after him. Okay, after okay. Her. Let, me, let me point out the irony here. There was really not a dump info here. No. And now you guys are complaining that there's not enough info here for you. Because <laughs> you're like, what is he doing with his life? <laughs> okay, no, this is, this is the problem with bad storytelling is it, it moves plot. And has spectacle without estab- without giving you information or developing character. So this this had plot and spectacle, but no character. Did they ever talk and then about when they, the guy? And then to give character, instead of having it naturally happen over the course of the plot, it just dumps it on you. Like, that's bad writing. Is I'm just going to have, look at all these shiny things. Oh, by the way, here's a shit ton of information. Back to the shiny things. Like, no, you should... It should be one seamless story where the shiny things have character moments that build and, and develop. Did they ever mention this alchemist guy in any of the previous episodes? No, they mentioned him yesterday. Yeah, so I was, yeah. It's yeah. just right here, like, I'm here trying to figure out the alchemist, and then he shows up, and then it seems like they know each other. Well, also, I'd never heard about vampires until three episodes ago, and now apparently they're, like, super important to the Vatican's plot to whatever, I don't know. Yeah, there's no foreshadowing, none of that. Just vampires. See, I think I think what the I think my problem right now is that there's no forward, there's no like, there's no motivation, there's no forward overarching plot that we know of, because mm-hmm. it was just hey, there's this girl index and I need to protect her, and oh by the way, there's this deadline and I need to protect her and save her before this deadline. Like up until now, there were info dumps, but at least the show had like this is what we are all doing. These are the you know. Tom, uh, what's his name? Tomo? No. Toma. Toma. <laughs> Tomo. This is what this is what Toma is doing. This is what Index is doing. This is what Half Pants and and Red Hair are doing, and this is what Lolly Girl is doing. Like we at least knew do 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 do. We know what everybody's role was moving the plot forward. Now, what are we doing? Like I know Toma's Toma's working with Steel because of blackmail, but like, what is Steel doing in the grand? Like, wh- he, there's no yeah, there major was purpose. Uh, he was told he had to go hit the deep blood and then go after. I don't remember. I think I want to say the vampires. Yeah, he was given orders by that hanging upside down guy. Yeah, but like on behalf of the church. But like, what is the church? 
like what is the ultimate like what are we what are we building toward i have no clue so we're just kind of well i think at this meandering along well i think at this point because of that whole past story arc even if they gave us an info dump we'd be like oh well they lied to steal before so what makes me want to believe now so even if they gave us an info dump saying hey this is what we want you to do and why i don't think any of us as a viewer would be like oh yeah they lied. I don't think but I could trust this. At least we'd be able to talk about that's bullshit. Here's what's probably going on. I don't know. Like, there's just... I'm just kind of watching. I was like, okay, there's an alchemist doing alchemy things. Stabbed himself in the damn neck. Yeah, that was an alchemy thing. That wasn't actually Weird. him. That was a fake body. Because he was in two places at once, right? He was with Steel and with Toma. So one of, them was, one of them was a fake body. I, I imagine it is like inside the building, his will is reality. I imagine it's something like that. Probably, but... I'm not, I'm not sure that he was in two places at once. Because I think he took care of Steel while they were stitching up the girl. Oh, uh, could be, yeah. And then he's like, oh, there's another intruder. Let me go deal with this guy, too. So she didn't... Deep Blood doesn't want to kill vampires. That's why she's hanging out. I completely... Yeah, she, my she, eyes. she doesn't want to kill vampires. So she was offered protection. She's in this place to protect the vampires because she doesn't want to kill them anymore. My eyes glazed over. Because she explained why she's, she wanted to figure out the guy's plan, or something. No, because this this no. the school has always been run by alchemists, mm-hmm. right? So she came here because there was a barrier around the building, so the vampires can't smell her because her smell is sweet to vampires. It so they're they're attracted to her. And then right? she kills them. And then she kills them accidentally. Mm-hmm. So she's here to protect the vampires. So she has to stay within the barrier. The problem is, is this like cult of alchemists got taken over by Eddie Izzard. Or really, Scissored. Something Scissored. And he's not a good dude, but she's still protecting the vampires yeah. by staying there. And she never uh, questioned him before. She was there before. That's yeah. the thing that's confusing. She was there before he came. Okay. She was there. She's been there. He took over. She's never questioned him. And Toma's like, well, that's stupid. Why don't you question him? And that's when he pops up and's like, don't question me. I know I know what I'm doing here. I'm going to stab myself in the neck. <laughs> And you're gonna forget what happened. Oh, it was hilarious. You're not gonna come any closer. He's like whiff, whiff. I don't, I don't know that it's alchemy or whiff. hypnotism. Whiff. Because so I mean, inept. literally, he did nothing except say, "You're not getting any closer, and you're yeah. going to leave, and you're not going to remember." He doesn't do anything. I think he's hypnotized them all. See, I don't know if it's because. Uh, Steele said something earlier where like the, the point of alchemy is to make the world a simulation, which I think is translation error or something, or the, the, just the anime being all all funky and special. I have, special. you know, creative rights. And yeah, I think I think it's just that his will becomes his reality within a certain sphere of influence. And I think here it's the building. So like as long as you're in the building, whatever Aurelius Izzard says or wills is what happens. But then how'd so, they end up outside? Just go outside like you're gonna forget everything and walk out and sit in the park bench yeah but they're not like directly outside they were like in a park across town yeah that's probably when they woke up you probably like you said hypnotize them and you're like yeah you're gonna go walk for for a couple miles and yeah. just plop sit down on a bench and uh they're cont- on the swings and contemplate life yeah i think life is i don't know food food is life mm, yes your stomach seems to think so. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like all three of us are sitting here like going back and forth with these chairs. <laughs> Let me swivel. What do you want me to do? I, I really like at the, about the halfway point 
when they did the big musical sting, like, dun, 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 and they did, like, the little slow pan of the Miko. It's like, yeah, she's the only fucking character we've seen dressed Who like Who could that. it be? Yeah, the whole fucking show. <laughs> the only fucking character. Yeah, way to be way to be dramatic there, show. Well, it's okay. When they started playing the music, when the 13-whatever dudes were, like, casting their spells, I swear to God that was, like, a ripoff of Final Fantasy music. The best part is, like, the climax of the spell, when it went off, it was, like, this brr, 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 brr kind of, like, way... Yeah, the angels trumpet, like... <laughs> like, this, this just total... Not, not badass fanfare. <laughs> yeah, like, like not in tune with the rest of the of the of the scene. It was dramatic music. Then <laughs> it's like, well, okay. I guess it's a unique a, a unique symbol to, or a unique sign to show the spell's gone off, but kind of kills the mood. <laughs> You were in a mood. I the, thought your eyes were. The other thing with the music, the music was weird in this episode, right? When. When Priestess Girl is standing like with her arms out in front of Aurelius Izzard in front of Toma, like there's like some weird rock ballad music going on, which did not fit the scene at all. They're just like chatting and just like <laughs> and I'm like, they're just fucking having a conversation. No no no, <laughs> she's defying Izzard. Yeah, so. but that same music was on when she was like when the girl who had like her cuts all over and she's like, I'm done stitching him up. Okay, what are we going to do? <laughs> Why is there a rock ballad happening? They're just like having a conversation. I don't know. Are we being too harsh on these? <laughs> kind of. I don't know. I mean, if you like we are, because it's not Girls on Panzer. I, I know. I feel, or Food Wars. I don't know. I just feel like it's a little. The story is a little convoluted or confusing. Because I, it just feels like the the writers of the show, like in, what's the like implicitly or implicitly stating that the entire end goal for everyone are the books in Index's head. Like that's why I'm pretty that's sure that's everybody why everybody wants for everything. I'm pretty sure that's why he he wants the books in. He head. drew her there, or she got drawn there, and he's like, oh hey, look at you, and then knocked her out. Yeah, but. Like, they went down for the deep blood, and she's saying she's there, and then, like, why is he there? And it just felt like a big change. Yeah. It just, it's like a big sudden change. Why did she say she left again for those comfort things? Huh? Remember, she's like, oh, I have to stay inside, except they found her outside eating burgers. And he even asked her, like, what was that comfort shit about? I kind of forgot what she said. Oh, I didn't actually catch that. Uh, it was something about he wanted her to go out to lure, like... He's also interested, Aurelius is interested in vampire behavior or something, so he wanted to go out and see how they reacted to her being in the world and then come back. Oh, so he deliberately sent her out. Oh, yeah, that's he right. He sent her out that's, and then retrieved her. That's right. I that's right. That. He said some, she said something. And that's like, when he's like, well, why aren't you questioning his motives? And that one, yeah, but she's like, well, he promised and he wouldn't kill any of them or something like that. No, I mean, she's not, you know, I don't know, she's never, she was never whining like that, but it was just kind of like... Oh, I don't know. She has been fairly, like, aloof for a lot of things. Yeah. She doesn't have a ton of emotion. Which I imagine, okay, in her defense, probably happens when you wake up having 30 dead bodies around you. You kind of get a little emotionally shut down. (laughs) Yes. But she's also, like, socially awkward. Like, she didn't even realize that she can ask for a dollar from people. And then when she asked the dollar, it just seemed really, really awkward. (laughs) You took a picture of me. Give me a dollar. (laughs) No, so I'll say. And then when she came to, like, patch the girl up, she's just like, oh, she'll be okay. And don't look away. That's that's rude to the wounds or the wounded. Yeah. Wounds are disgraceful or something like that. 
Um, but I will say, you asked if we are being harsh on this. Yes and no. I, I always, in the like eight years of doing the comic book one, we've read a lot of bad comics. And it's okay to say that things didn't work for you. Because like you can't... You can't love on everything because there's so many things. Like, you, there are good and bad things, and that's okay. So long as you always remember to appreciate the fact that whoever did this put out the effort to actually make it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, like, I don't love this, but some people do, and the person who made it did. And so, like, good on them. It's just, it's not my taste, and these yeah, are the things I'm I not don't, I don't hate it. I actually, I actually like it. But there are a lot of inconsistencies, like, between this last episode and this one, where the explanation of the flip side was different and things were different yeah instead of being frozen everybody was moving there's a random guy oh hey he's actually one of the surviving he's not just a dead body but he's this guy he's one of the surviving 13 nights of the group and, 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 whatever. Yeah. and yeah. now i have like emotional attachment to this guy it's like wait wait before you were just acting aloof like he wasn't even there oh uh, yeah it's just dub i see that all the time bro i don't see anything special yeah, I mean, like. there's, especially <laughs> with this one, it's just so noticeably different and changed. It does feel like someone wrote half the story and then decided to hand it off to somebody else who didn't know the first half and just kind of went his own way Maybe with it. Maybe that should be our research for the weekend. I really do think this might be where, like, the anime and manga diverged or something like that, or creative team it changed. It might be. I have actually no idea. But research? Still. Yep. Work? Yep. I'll leave that to you. I already do all the editing, <laughs> posting. All the, I already do all the work. I, I'll do the research. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You're the best co-host. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Except we all know that everybody comes for, you know, the head cannons that Alex puts out. <laughs> yeah. I highly doubt that, but sure. Whatever. Good game? Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.